You are listening to the audio podcast of the weekly message preached at Central United Methodist Church in Arlington, Virginia. You're invited to worship with us in person on Saturdays at 4.30 p.m. or virtually through Zoom or Facebook on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Visit us at www.cumcballston.org. There you can learn more about our congregation and how we worship God, serve others, and embrace all. The Bible reading this morning is from Isaiah 61 through 6 from the Common English Bible. Arise, shine, your light has come. The Lord's glory has shone upon you, though darkness covers the earth and gloom the nations. The Lord will shine upon you. God's glory will appear over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to your dawning radiance. Lift up your eyes and look all around. They are all gathered. They have come to you. Your sons will come from far away and your daughters on caregivers' hips. Then you will see and be radiant. Your heart will tremble and open wide because the sea's abundance will be turned over to you. The nation's wealth will come to you. Countless camels will cover your land, young camels from Midian and Ephah. They will all come from Sheba, carrying gold and incense, proclaiming the Lord's praises. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let's sing that song just again briefly. More light. More light. Arise, shine. Two simple words, but it is not so easy to rise and shine every day. Those first words of our scripture lesson are the opening words from the prophet Isaiah, written to a grieving and despairing people who felt abandoned by God. He's writing to people who have been conquered, exiled for three generations, returned to their land, and then conquered again. Isaiah was a prophet speaking to people stuck in the mire of despair and hopelessness. And these words to arise, shine, they are meant to be words of hope. In this text, Isaiah offers words of reassurance, words of light, words of abundance, of camels all over the land, of gold and incense, new life and prosperity. It's a beautiful idea. Arise, shine, but it isn't always that easy. For some, just arising can be challenging, maybe even feeling impossible when you're in the throes of depression. I imagine that among those people who had been displaced and exiled from their homeland, there were plenty who had experienced depression. 
Millions of people in our world today suffer from some sort of anxiety or depression disorder. The pandemic has made mental health stretched and challenged in ways that we as a whole society had not faced before. If you do not suffer from any type of mental illness, chances are good that someone you know and love does. For too long, people of faith have thought that mental illness was a sin, but we know now that mental illness is a disease of the brain that is caused by many factors, including genetics, life experiences, and environmental exposures. Our worship series that we're beginning today is called Sad for two reasons. The first is to remind us that it is okay to bring our sadness to church. Too often people feel the pressure to put on a happy face, to pretend that everything is okay when it really isn't. Second, it's an acronym. In our welcome this morning, Jomer told us that it is about spiritual affective disorder. Words to describe a heaviness of spirit, a lack of joy. Throughout this series on spiritual affective disorder, we're going to look at spiritual practices to get us out of our midwinter blues and focused on the lights of love in our lives. But let me be clear, this is not a replacement for medical resources to alleviate depression. It is instead an opportunity to be part of a holistic part of who we are, to tend to our minds, our bodies, and our souls. There are everyday activities in our life that can be a blessing and tend to our soul to fill us with God's love and light. If you struggle with mental health or substance abuse disorders, this series will offer a few strategies for spiritual health, but it may not be enough for what you need right now. Spiritual practices are not a substitute for good mental health care. They instead are a supplement. Faith is in addition to, not instead of, comprehensive mental health care. If you are in the throes of a mental health crisis and you're here in the United States, one organization that can support you is NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. This nonprofit happens to be headquartered here in Arlington, Virginia, but there are local groups throughout our nation. These groups are both for those with mental illness and also those who care and love for people with mental illness. The groups help support people so they know they're not alone on their mental health journey. They have a website, nami.org, that can help you find a local group if that's something that you think would be helpful for you. If you are feeling closer to an acute crisis here in the United States, there is a 24-7 suicide and crisis lifeline available 24-7. You just have to dial 988. Now, you might not be in acute crisis right now, but one day, maybe you or someone you love will be. And so it might be good to save that number, 988. Calling that number will help connect you with trained counselors who can provide crisis support and they can connect you to other resources that you need for continued care. But mental health is not always an acute crisis. 
Sometimes it's a chronic illness. The disease of depression can look like many things. It might look like sadness, but it might also look like irritability, loss of interest in what used to bring you joy in life. It might present itself as fatigue. There are many ways that depression shows up in a person's life. And there are many reasons why it might show up. It might be a situational depression, the grief we experience following the death of a loved one, or as a response to trauma. I know someone who had joint surgery last year, and she was really surprised to experience depression for the first time in her life. But depression can be a normal post-surgery side effect. Her doctor hadn't warned her about that. And so she took it really personally that she was experiencing depression when in fact it was simply a natural side effect of what had happened to her body through surgery. But some live with depression their entire lives. It might show up in a cyclical way and it might simply be present all the time. For those who experience seasonal affect disorder, maybe you noticed the Washington Post article that came out this week. It was published on January 12th, and the title was, Seasonal Affective Disorder Can Last for Months. Here are the signs. It was a very helpful article to describe what it might look like in a person's life. The article states, health experts say seasonal depression is more than just the winter blues. Women, younger people, and those with a family history of depression are most at risk. Symptoms can last as long as five months, experts said. They quoted an expert who said, it's an annually recurrent depression. Rinse, repeat, do it again next year. That is a lot of time in depression. Now, this article went on to discuss some of the treatments, and one of them was named as phototherapy, also known as light, as bright light therapy. It's meant to mimic the outdoor light and is a common treatment for seasonal affective disorder. Now, it's important that nobody self-diagnose themselves. You have to work with a medical professional if this is something you might be struggling with. But as I read this article this week, I couldn't help but think of the connection to our text this morning for a Isaiah. One of the treatments for seasonal affective disorder is to expose yourself to the bright light of the sun in an artificial way through a lamp. Isaiah was writing to people who had lived in struggle and oppression and exile and then once again in oppression. And he said to them, arise, shine. Your light has come. The Lord's glory has shone upon you. Though darkness covers the earth and gloom the nations, the Lord will shine upon you. God's glory will appear over you. Isaiah acknowledges the shadows that they had been living in, the hard and oppressive times, the darkness that covered the earth, and the gloom that they all felt. He did not deny the reality of their situation, but he named a deep truth that turning towards God's glory shines upon you and it lifts your spirits. It gives strength and courage to your soul. In that way, we will turn each week to Christ's light. It's what we do when we come to worship. But more than that, I want to encourage you through this series 
to find daily practices that will help you to arise and shine and see the light of God's love shining upon you. Each week, I'll lift up a specific practice, and they might be ones that you do already, and they might be new ones. Reverend Joe Stabile is a Methodist minister in Texas, and he says that a spiritual practice is any act habitually entered into with your whole heart that awakens, deepens, and sustains within you a contemplative experience of the inherent holiness of the present moment. Something as simple as getting out of bed in the morning can become a spiritual practice if we practice it with intention. And so this week, I'm inviting you to arise and shine. For those who are here present in worship, I have these handouts for you to take home. If you didn't get one when you came in, Tish has them and you can get them when you leave. For those who are worshiping at home, you can either visit our Facebook page or you can visit our website, cumcbolston.org, and you'll see this graphic on there so you can save it for yourself. I encourage you to put that prayer somewhere where you'll see it. If you have a printout, there's some places you might want to post it, or maybe you'll just simply save a digital version to your phone so that you see it. It includes this prayer to pray as you greet the new day. Waking God, I give you thanks for the chance to start fresh every day. Open my eyes to the light of possibilities, even when the day ahead holds difficulties. Be with me, near me, beside me. Amen. We can awake with intention. We can turn our hearts to the light of the world each and every day. And if we arise with intention, we will not only rise in body, but we will rise in spirit. Spiritually rising is what happens when the psalmist lifts his eyes to the hills to remember where his help comes from. Spiritual rising is what we do during the great Thanksgiving, our communion liturgy, when we lift our hearts to the Lord. Spiritual rising is reaching out to the community around you to either ask for help, to offer help, or simply connect in love. Spiritual rising is recognizing that you are not an isolated island. You are part of the body of Christ, connected to one another, just as we are in our imperfect selves. So rise and shine. This call from Isaiah is not meant to be heard with shame. It's okay if you don't feel like rising and shining right now. The next line reminds us, that shining doesn't rely on us. He makes it clear. Your light has come. The Lord's glory shone upon you. The light is a gift from God. We shine because we reflect the light shining upon us. When despair makes it hard to arise, remember, we are not conjuring the light. We are not creating the light. We are simply reflecting the light. And when it feels really hard to even find the light, that is when we reach out. And there is no shame in asking for help. When despair makes it hard to arise, Isaiah's words remind us that that feeling is not the end of the story. 
Those Israelites who were in captivity had no control over those powers who conquered them for their strategic location on the Mediterranean. They had no shame in being in exile and a conquered people, but they did have a choice on where to look for help. They could look to the political powers of the day, those emperors or the conquering nations, or they could look to God. The God who had covenanted to be with them always and who was there ready to shine light upon them. This is the God that Isaiah promised will come and bring the light of the world. Even if they were in the midst of what felt like a dark night of the soul or maybe a dark season or year or decade or generation. If you're in one of those places where it feels like darkness and shadows surround you, listen to God whispering, first arise. How else will you see the glory that is waiting for you? But if that feels even too much, can you lift your hand to the phone to call or text? If you're in crisis, start with 988. But if you just need a friend, to remind you that you are God's beloved child. And for those who are here, look around the room. These are the ones that you can call and rely upon. For those on Zoom, look in the chat and see who is there. Those on Facebook, see who is also worshiping and connecting with this worship service. You are not alone. You are connected to God and to us as the body of Christ. God is the one who brings the light. Thanks be to God that it's not our job. But we have a choice in placing ourselves where we can receive that light. Of letting ourselves reflect the light of God's glory. Getting out of bed, if it sustains your spirit, can be a spiritual practice as valuable as some of the other things we talk about, like the prayer of examine or walking a labyrinth. Even though getting out of bed is mundane, something that we do every day, there are other things like sunrises that happen every day. They could be mundane as well. But so often they are beautiful and awe-inspiring now, I am a night owl, so I don't see sunrises very often on the East Coast. But when I travel to Hawaii, it is one of the beautiful gifts of being five or six hours away in a different time zone, which means I naturally wake up before the sun. And I get out of bed, and then I see the sunrise. The thing that happens every morning but it is often spectacular and breathtaking. And it's only if we turn our eyes to watch. In the same way, we can get out of bed and let that be a mundane thing. Or we can take just a moment to turn our hearts to God's light and get a glimpse of the love and abundance that Isaiah has told us is there despite the circumstances of our lives. We may not see the physical manifestation of all the wealth that he talked about later in the passage in verses 4 and 5. But we can connect to the glory of God 
of allowing a mundane habit of getting out of bed every morning to be an act of arising and shining. If we arise with intention, we can know a different sort of gratitude and a different sort of abundance. It can be hard, both physically and spiritually, to arise. But it is something that we can do because God has called us to do that. We have been given this light of the world. All we have to do is turn towards it. So let us turn our faces toward the light and may God help us to arise as we greet the dawn of a new day. Amen.